first thing that happens is the world goes black. You just hear a little snap when your neck rolls back. You don't bite your tongue off or foam at the lips. And before you hit the ground, there's a moment of bliss. It's like token a spliff. It's like shedding your skin. It's better than the best train wreck there's ever been. You have to let it in, as much as it's upsetting. To wake up with bruises you don't remember getting. You don't remember how the hell you ended up indoors. You don't Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Clock Epilepticus, with test subject Micah B. The salty, slightly cynical account of Micah's shocking diagnosis with epilepsy. The synaptic jolts that shorts circuited his world and efforts to rewire his mind and create a new life. Oh, and he's going to have brain surgery. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B-Side. And if the world breaks your lips, you go and beat it with your crush. A case that, that changes a lot of what you can and can't do, but my concussions affected my life in that period of my life, for sure. And I think that's definitely where you saw like the, the majority of it but you know where I am now I look back on it and a lot of it doesn't feel like changes onset by the concussion as much as you know it like I said it was kind of hard to tell what what was due to the concussion and what was just me changing and me figuring out life and you know right um, right yeah. well here's what I'm seeing though um I'm I'm kind of in a similar situation in that um my epilepsy is nowhere near as severe as a lot of people that I know or their children. And um, so sometimes I feel that I, I, I think to myself sometimes, what right do you have to be doing this podcast? You're my God, you haven't even, you haven't had this big seizures all your life. Like I have, or, you know, like my, my, son or my daughter has um you know i i think that but that's just me i don't know what these people are thinking um yeah but another but but at the same time even the little ones drastically affected things within my life and while i did have um a choice as to how to approach it and go through it um there was also and this ties kind of into what wendy was saying about the motherhood um thing your role in that person's life is going to affect the way you interpret and judge the news, the event or what have you. And, um, and especially with, with the younger generation and stuff, you guys like genetic epilepsy, the type I have, uh, the vast majority of it, um, cases hit in the, teens the mid late teens and early 20s um so i'm kind of an anomaly it's not very common that my type of epilepsy doesn't fully develop until you know later on and yeah mine hit at 47 you know that's i'm 25 years late (laughs) my younger brothers hit right about this you know 22 23 um I'm kind of yeah. lucky though because the advances in in knowledge technology oh, absolutely have, just in the last twenty years alone has been breathtaking, you know yeah, yeah, so. exactly, but back to what I was saying what i'm what I'm trying to say, my brain goes different ways these days <laughs> me too um, yeah yeah um what I'm talking about here is that even though we don't have um maybe quite as severe or long lasting or or intense of conditions or episodes or or you know trauma 
that a lot of people do go through, um, that's no reason to discount what you got, number one. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it, it still falls along some of the same stuff in that it still affects your life, whether it's short-term or whether it's long-term. It's still going to have the judgmental stuff, the motherhood stuff. I'm dealing with the same thing, by the way, Wendy, with my mom. I mean, it it never ends, Max. I'm just telling you right now. I'm aware of that. (laughs) Okay. I'm used to it already. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. How much have you eaten today? Did you get enough sleep? What do we need? Yeah. 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 Thanks. Thanks, mom. Now I'm lucky because I'm on the north end of the property in a totally separate building in the bunkhouse, so I can lock doors and hide. I'm out. like I'm I'm two hours away and up in Fort Collins, so <laughs> I can come visit for the weekend. But I can also say, oh no, it's too far of a drive. <laughs> just kind of stay up here. Exactly. It's it's close enough to visit, but just far enough away to justify can't yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah, Your I'm actually. <laughs> yeah, me surprising him. He's lucky I didn't just show up on his front porch. Hey, I brought oh, you no. lunch. Hey, I wouldn't complain though. There's know, a reason. Right? There's a reason I went for my undergraduates in uh, Durango, and uh, right. Yeah. He's just, yeah. Oh, nice. Awesome. I stayed in the. Yep. Um, Got my undergraduates. I went for my undergraduates in theater, non-Western philosophy down in Durango, Fort Lewis College. Uh, it was a college, not a university back then. And mm-hmm. then um, took a took a year, year and a half, two years off, I think, uh, and then went to CSU. And um, they were sister schools back then. I think they might still be. Uh, so almost mm-hmm. all of my credits like transferred over and stuff. Um, and then I went in for uh, communications and performing arts. And, uh, actually after, after fucking up a whole lot down in Durango, um, (laughs) your mom can choose whether or not to share some of the stories I've shared with her. Um, I, uh, I ended up going in to, uh, CSU and making the Dean's list for, uh, three out of the four years, uh, ended up graduating cum laude in the top 10% of my class. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's like I told Jim Dalton the other, you know, a few weeks ago is like, yeah, yeah. I know, I know you, you don't remember that kind of intensity. Uh, I've learned there's a reason for that, but yeah. when I am able to give my full focus and when I do, when I'm able to, to laser in, I fucking mm-hmm. laser in. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm learning. And, and now, now that I have a name for it, now that I know, um, I'm able to recognize what is me being a fuck up and what might just be the condition. And knowing that, knowing that some of this stuff is slightly out of your control um, actually is a pretty normal thing and a healthy thing for anybody to do, whether or not you have a neurological yeah, condition. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's an exercise in letting go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, that's something I picked up, you know, as, especially in college after I went through my, you know, cause my concussions kind of stopped, petered off around end of high school. Yeah. Um, so when I moved into college that, that time was pretty much over, but I noticed there were things that, I used to 
used to come so naturally that are now a little harder. And Mm -hmm. again, part of that wonders, you know, is it the jump from algebra to calculus that is just difficult in its own right? Or, you know, is it really me having a harder time, you know, remembering things or making these connections or keeping a train of thought, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think for the first couple of years, it was a lot of me not knowing which. And like you said, it's important to kind of, start to recognize which of that is you and like who you are as a person and being able to recognize, Oh yeah, I didn't pass that class because I was just lazy and I didn't do the homework. So yeah, that makes sense. But then there's other times you can say, Oh, I I had to, there was a class that I was struggling in and not because I didn't understand it. It was just a very, like, it was a mix between a difficult point in my life and then also just, struggling with the content of the class itself mm-hmm. and I was able to go in and get the extra help that I needed and they were willing to make the kinds of accommodations because they know that I had gone through a history of concussions and a history of depression and anxiety and you know they they were able to go okay well clearly this isn't you being a lazy procrastinator this is you struggling in a class you know right and being able to differentiate those is really important for not only yourself but like your condition and being able to recognize that Um, Mm -hmm. especially when it's more intense like I said with my relatively minor concussion history it's pretty easy for me to just kind of like brush it off and be like oh that didn't do much for me but well and the funny thing is is that his first concussion was his worst one Mm -hmm. and um, he was 13 and he was a gymnast he was a competitive gymnast and That's he was badass. in the gymnastics meet. Yeah, he was pretty badass. <laughs> um, he was competing. He was in a meet, and he had gone through five of the six apparatus, and floor was his last. And he was warming up, and he missed a rotation on a backflip, and instead of landing on his feet, he landed on the back of his head. Ooh. And I had just started walking away from the window because it's separated by, by glass um, where I was standing. And I had just turned around to walk away to get something to drink and uh, because I knew he was just warming up. And all of a sudden I heard everybody go, oh, is he okay? And I'm like, oh, sh- oh no. Shit. Yeah. And I turn around and he is on the ground and everybody's around him. And my Ooh. first thought is he broke his neck. He's dead. He broke his neck. Of course. And a mom does that. Think in the worst. Uh, yeah. And it's not the first, it's not the last time I did that either. There were <laughs> Nor the multiple. First. Nor the first. <laughs> Nor the first. But, um, but the thing was, is that then they let him compete in the meet, which they shouldn't have done, but they didn't know. Mm-hmm. And what I was getting at is that his friends are the one, I mean, I noticed a difference. I go back and I look at the pictures that were taken at the end of that meet. And he was like white as a ghost, but his friends are the ones that ended up picking up on his weirdness with the concussion and calling me. Uh And they, they alerted me and they're like, he's not following conversations. He's repeating himself. He spaces out in the middle of a sentence. Um, He's just not him. He's not Max. And so we ended up at children's hospital concussion clinic. And they did a whole workup on him and all of that. And they said it was, you know, a, a mild to moderate. Although I think I find one of the most humorous parts of this whole endeavor, especially at the children's hospital, <laughs> we had concussion testing done, which, yeah. I, you know, as you learn more about it, you learn that 
unless you get a concussion test before you get a concussion, there's really no baseline to go off of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was weird. I went in and I had this concussion test done and they said, okay, this is your injury levels, you know? And they said, the only way since we don't have a baseline is to have you come back, you know, one month, six months, however long later on and see see if you're better, see if you've improved. And I think the funniest thing was my scores were better when I had just recently had the concussion than six months later when I had time to heal. My scores weren't quite as good as they were the first time. Wow. And that's why I think it's funny. That's why I'm like, yeah, my friends were able to point and say, he can't even finish sentences. He'll get lost. And I would. I Halfway through a sentence, I just stop and kind of stare off into space. And people are like, are you okay? <laughs> but then I can go in and just ace these like concussion tests. No problem. Here's and it was very weird. So He's uh-huh. well known for doing that, though. He totaled his car on the way to take his SATs. ACT. ACT, whatever. Yeah, same One thing. of the big tests. An ACT he he took out a fire hydrant and took out the entire underside of his car and in the snow and didn't realize it. Good man. That's pretty epic. Yeah. I know. I, I jumped over the fire hydrant and yeah, it was, it was intense. Um, yeah. Ice is scary. Here's, here's the, here's the fire hydrant and his car did this and went <laughs> and took out everything under his car. But anyway, oh, wow. he went in, he took his ACTs And his 10 minutes later, yeah, 10 minutes. He was driving to take the test. He got to the parking lot, parked, took the test, blew out his friend's scores. He did better than all of his friends. And we're like, Oh, Oh. adrenaline man. What are we? (laughs) But yeah, so he's good at at acing things that he probably shouldn't. Shouldn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Game in no. the system. You're good at game in the system, man. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. you know, I'll take a test, hundred percent. But then all that knowledge is just gone. I won't remember it later <laughs> right. on. Right. No. Right. Where do I file this? <laughs> yeah, recycle bin. This is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. Seizure Salad, Foster Cluck Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Original logo painting by Brent Olson of Olson Studios. High-resolution MRI image of Micah's brain provided by the Rockstar Lab Techs at UC Health Neurology in Denver. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat, just keep listening. And join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, unexpect the expected, and remember that it's all in your head. You ever had a grand mal seizure in gym class? That whiplash back when life was dishing out pimp slaps? Fed up and we've all been better, but I'm set to step up. Never let up, cause the fall is just a setup now to get up. Regret'll never get the better of me with the sawed off. When I'm having trouble talking, someone knocks my writer's block off. And if my eyes glaze and my knees drift south and you ever think to stick a credit card in my mouth